0: On that Friday evening, the Son of God was dead, buried in a borrowed tomb by an influential man, Joseph of Arimathea. As Joseph rolled the stone against the door of the tomb, the two Marys saw him buried. They saw him dead. Jesus didn't faint. He didn't seem to die. He was dead. All the expectations and hopes of the kingdom of God shattered that night as the tomb shut But something unexplainable happened early Sunday morning. That Sabbath, that Saturday, must have been the heaviest Sabbath, the saddest Sabbath those women ever experienced. But something extraordinary happened early Sunday morning. The disciples must have felt broken. Peter especially must have been plagued with monstrous guilt over denying his friend and Lord three times. But something amazing happened early Sunday morning. What happened that Sunday morning turned the world upside down as God decreated the old sinful order on Friday as the sun died. God put his seal on the new creation when he raised Christ from that tomb. Of course, no one could grasp that at the time. The women go to the tomb to anoint the body with spices, a task that may have been left until early Sunday. Remember, the Sabbath begins at sundown on Friday night, so such work could not have been completed that evening. So these faithful women, the only ones who watched Jesus suffer, die, and be buried, went early that morning to complete the burial rites. And what they saw was shocking. Their initial anxiety about the stone at the tomb must have transformed into apprehension when they saw that it was already rolled back, They were still brave enough to enter, but they found the tomb empty. Except for an enigmatic young man dressed in white. Mark tells us it was a young man who tells them that Jesus is no longer there. He is risen. He's going to Galilee where it all began. And the disciples and Peter need to be told But in that moment, the women can't tell anyone. They're overwhelmed. They're shocked. They're terrified by what they see. The dead stay dead. People 2,000 years ago knew that just as much as we know it today. The empty tomb is too much for them to bear. So in an ironic twist in Mark's gospel, they don't say anything to anyone throughout Mark. Jesus commands people, after he does a healing, not to tell anyone, not to tell anyone about him. Here at the end of the gospel, the women are commanded to tell. They're commanded to tell the disciples that Jesus is raised, and they cannot. This Alfred Hitchcock-style ending is likely how Mark ended his gospel. This is likely the original ending. To be sure, when you open your Bible, you'll find two more endings to mark. You'll find a short ending and a long ending. But the textual evidence tells us that these endings were likely added by scribes who were dissatisfied by Mark's seemingly ambiguous ending. The tube remains empty, and Jesus does not appear after all. There's no appearance of the risen Lord in the original, in the original ending of Mark's Gospel. How can you have, an, have a resurrection story that doesn't include an appearance of the risen Lord? All we seem to be left with is an empty tomb, terrified women, and still absent disciples. Doesn't make for a very joyful Easter, does it? But this kind of Easter described in Mark resonates with the Easter we're celebrating today. Our building is mostly empty this Sunday morning. Except for your worship leaders and your helpers in the sound booth, nobody's here. This is the most bizarre Easter I have ever celebrated. How about you? There's no joining together in this physical space to sing praise to the risen Lord. There's no scent of lilies. There's no communion. Not only is the building empty, there's a longing emptiness. There's a longing emptiness within me. There may be one within you as we stay sheltered at home. Longing emptiness to come back together. Such a time like this is a pregnant time. It's a time filled with both fear and hope, just like that Sunday morning at the tomb. But hope overcame fear in those women 2,000 years ago. And God has planted within each of us that same hope in our empty time. How do we know? The fact that Mark wrote his gospel in the first place tells us that the women did tell the disciples. Those brokenhearted and scattered disciples, those disciples who abandoned Jesus in his hour of need, were brought back together and told others. And those others told others, told others down to our present day, down to you and me. Even in times of paralyzing fear, God has provided preachers. Lay and ordained alike. Preacher, just meaning someone who proclaims the good news of Christ's life, death, and resurrection for the life of the world. God has provided preachers to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Empty building or full building, days of fear or days of joy, the good news continues to be proclaimed. Hope continues to be planted within the hearts of the faithful, within us that hope for new life, for the fullness of God's kingdom is at the heart of what makes us church. That resurrection hope makes us church. Building or no building, you are still the church. I don't know if you've seen the local news lately, but God's Spirit is at work around here. The resurrected Christ is on the loose in Alexandria and in the world. God is still planting that resurrection hope in you and in others you only need to read the stories about healthcare workers who place their lives on the line for others. You only need to hear about people who spend hours sewing masks or about the massive donations of food, money, or other supplies to those in need. You only need to know about our local congregations finding creative ways to bring God's Word into the home. The Resurrection Hope that God has planted within us, continues to motivate the faithful to embody the kingdom of God in whatever way they can. Something beyond our wildest hopes happened that Sunday morning. God planted the hope that never fails into the hearts of those women. And God continues to plant that hope in us. Jesus is alive. And when we feel our emptiest, our loneliest, our saddest, we know that God's promises are certain and sure. They were from God the Father to God the Son. They were from the young man to the women. They were from the women to the disciples, and so on and on, down through the centuries to you and to me. Though we may feel empty, as empty, as an empty tomb. In Christ we are fulfilled. Amen.